You are listening to 91.5, KSU Thibodeau, what is up my nerd legion, this is DJ PJ coming at you live with my co-host DJ Phoenix, welcome back to another amazing, exciting episode of Nerd Hour, we'll take you on a journey through the latest in anything, anime, video games, TV shows, and movies related, let us get started today by first off having our daily quote from DJ Phoenix, how are we doing today man? I am sad. Why are you sad? You know. Yeah, but I know, but why? they don't know. I nearly had a PS5, but the Wi-Fi here is not that good. The Wi-Fi was not good, and he got locked out of another PlayStation 5 chance. I'm I was locked out for a good, like, 30 minutes. 30? Oh, gosh, dude. No, nah, mainly because it kept saying access denied and all that. And after, like, I used my hotspot and everything, it was ru- running fine and everything. Right, because... I got, I literally, like, I thought I would have, like... I'd have to take time because, like, I didn't have my billing information in there and everything. But, yeah. no, it, everything was fine still. Yeah. And did, did you do it, like, from the pro member's email, like I've been telling you to try and do? Uh, like, I changed the email, but I didn't, I didn't like, set it up yet. But still, like, I just clicked on the link that people I follow, like, PS, PS5, like, people that... They follow them on Twitter. Yeah. And like, I used bro, their links to I'm get telling you, dude, just check your email every once in a while. If you are a pro member, they will send you emails to get you to get you early access before the other people do. That's how I got mine, and it works, dude. I'm telling you, dude, just check your email every once in a while, and you'll eventually get something for it. And that goes for everybody else here, too. If you are awaiting or trying to get a PlayStation 5 and you are a pro member at GameStop, check your email. They will email you for early grabs on PlayStation 5s. It's what I did, and it works. <clears throat> But anyway, enough of that. Let's get on to uh, today's topic. Where we'll talk about some things. Uh, I would like to start off the episode by reviewing some things that we uh, that we got to play over the past week. Uh, starting with the Demon Slayer game. We talked about that a little bit on last week's episode, about how it was coming out on Friday of last week. And DJ Phoenix did not want to go drive to GameStop for me to go get it. Because he had a band thing, which is understandable. But I went and get it, and I gotta say, it's really good. It's actually pretty good. See, what I was going into the game expecting was expecting something to be similar to what My Heroes 1 Justice was. Mm-hmm. Which, as fun of a game it was, not as good as you'd expect it to be. It's good for like a good few days, but afterwards it just, just to, left. To me, once you beat the story, it's kind of just boring. Yeah, because it's really just... Like, it's fine doing it with like other people with you, but... If you can find a friend who will willingly want to play with you, then yeah... <laughs> Mm-hmm. But see, the thing about uh, the Demon Slayer game actually is that it's not made by Bandai Namco, which I yeah. think is what held back uh, My Hero Ones just as, as well as a lot of other fighting games made by Bandai Namco. Is that Bandai Namco s- doesn't seem to be able to do fighting games very well. Just look at uh, Jump Force, for yeah. example. But uh, this one is actually produced by Sega. And I think, you know, despite all of the uh, stuff you can say about Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega does produce some pretty good games. And so I had my I had hopes up for it, and I gotta say the game is actually really good. It's a lot of fun. Uh, battles don't go by in an instant like they do. And I've compared this a lot to One Justice. And battles do take their time. They don't go by as fast as they do in One Justice. You actually it is like required, I think, to have at least three rounds per per, yeah. per character. Here's and, how I would describe it: <clears throat> Seeing how it's made by CyberConnect Two. Right. That made the Naruto Ninja Storm games and all that. Oh, I, th- I, thought, Band- I thought Bandai Namco also made those. Um, they might have, but I know that Cyber Connect 2 is like a main, is like the main. Yeah, and it, and it did share a lot of similarities with uh, Ninja Storm as well, in terms of like how the AI was set up. The, I'm not the AI, the UI, I mean. 
mm-hmm. and uh, stuff. They weren't really items that you could use in fights like there are in Ninja Storm or from the Ninja Storms that I've played, but it does feel very similar in that in that sense. And the move set for each character is also very similar. They often have they all have pretty much the same button combinations. It's just what they do is yeah. different. I've only unlocked about a few characters right now. I haven't gotten that far. Um, <clears throat> like I know, like uh, there will be DLC for this game. Oh yeah, definitely. And like I saw two characters that were already like announced. Do you want to know them? What are they? Uh, Rui, the Spider Demon. Oh, he's not unlockable. Uh, not. No, but. Well, I'm not sure because, like, I saw, I just saw, like, a headline saying, like, DLC confirmed, like, okay. the, it's, like, Rui, the Spider Demon, and Akaza, the one that Rengoku fought. At, oh, from the Mugen Train? Yeah. I thought he was going to be already unlockable. I, hey, I'm not sure if that's entirely true. I just read the headline, not the actual article, but... From my experience with the game so far is that they I've only really been paired up to fight against, uh characters that aren't playable but I still figured that what it was going to do is that some of the some of the special demons that you face would be playable characters yeah. like obviously not the hand demon from like the final selection because he's just too big of a character mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't sure about the drum demon either because of just how big he was as well and his moveset seemed kind of strange but um, I always did figure that you they would pay, pair you up against some demons that you would be able to unlock as playable characters um, what is confusing me with how the game is set up, is that they've advertised it to be the entire first season plus Mook and Train in the story mode. Like, you yeah. go through there. But the roster seems pretty big. Like, I tried versus mode after completing the tutorial, and, you know, it had that whole thing with, like, oh, these are the characters you have unlocked, these are the characters you don't. There was actually a pretty big roster in there, and I don't think I was able to count... I didn't count all the empty spots. But from... Looking at the number of slots that were locked and knowing the number of characters that are in throughout and throughout season one, I couldn't quite put my pick, put my finger on who those characters would be. So I just t- sort of figured that eventually you would be able to like unlock those, the, like the demon characters you already fought would be unlockable, or maybe just some of the uh, the Hashira characters would be unlockable in there as well. Okay, here's the article. It said like the, because like I looked up like Demon Slayer game DLC and then. It's, there's like a little sub tab that's just like, will there be DLC? And, right. And this one says in bold because that usually confirms it. It says a total of three post-launch DLC will be available entirely for free. Okay. So which, so it, they've only announced Rui so far? Have they announced uh, anyone? It, it's like when I go to the actual article, the website and all that, the title says Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles, free update to add Akaza and Rui. Akaza. Who's Akaza again? The oh, the, oh! You mean the guy from the end of the Mugen Train? Yeah. I thought it was like the main dude in Mugen Train. That's Enmu. Oh, okay. So that's pretty cool. Like, we don't yeah. know much about him. I would just know that he fights. Oh yeah, and that Tandro once again lost his sword in him. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, did they say who the, the who the third character was going to be? Uh, that's all that we've got right now. Okay, so there's three free DLC characters, and those are all the ones we know about. Yeah. Okay. Like, so that's pretty cool then. Mm-hmm. I know, like, there's still the, they have the school, like, outfits for. Oh school. yeah, of course. But other than that, that's just about it that we all know right now. Yeah, and I know that one slot has already been taken up by Tanjiro's school uniform version of him, which is just the same character and playstyle. It's just him in a different outfit, and that's and kind of weird too, considering that characters have alternative outfits. Mm-hmm. So he I don't has know. a different special though. 
Does he have a different special? Yeah, all the school outfit ones have a different special. Okay, I haven't really tried that out then. But that's pretty cool, though, that they're going to be adding those characters. I'm really excited for that. Um, what I do like about this is that, it, in terms of story mode, there is still a sense of exploration. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's mostly just, like, a straight path that you have to follow. It kind of feels like a beat-em-up where you, where you can only just walk forward and then get into fights every once in a while. Yeah. And uh, it's cool because they have their alternative paths that you can explore to find collectibles, which unlocked uh, special cutscenes that you can view after beating each chapter. And it feels really cool. It feels kind of like an open-world-esque RPG kind of thing. Even though it is still level select and there's not really much you can do while in the said open open environment, um, it still is a really cool feeling in comparison to just selecting a level and then going into a fight, winning, and then leaving in the My Hero 1 Justice game. So I really do like the way it was set up. Um, I do like being able to explore all the different characters and their abilities. Uh, personally, I think Zenitsu, uh, Inosuke, and Nezuko have the best moveset, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I really like playing as Nezuko. She's a lot of fun to play as. Um, and Inosuke, you know, just the, being able to use his dual ripper swords, like, those are really mm -hmm. cool. Uh, I am, I think, I think where I stopped playing so far was halfway through the chapter in the f mount, in, in the mountains where you go to fight Rui. Ah, okay. I have, that's where I stopped, um, a part way through that because, uh, why did I stop playing again? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, it was, no, it wasn't because of class, it was because, uh. What was the reasoning? I can't remember now. But anyway, it was. A, it, I'm pretty sure it was a good reason. I think I was waiting for another game to finish installing or something. Maybe. That's probably what it was. But uh, yeah, that was really cool being able to play through that, and I'm looking forward to being able to play it again. Uh, but other than that, I think it's a really cool game. I'm looking forward to seeing what other DLC can come from it and maybe hoping to see like more games come from this series and maybe improve the games going forward. Because if this is just the first Chronicles, there's obviously going to be probably games yeah. going for after that. So, uh, But yeah. before we move on to the next topic I want to talk about today, I do want to say how amazing it is to see just how far Demon Slayer has, is progressing in terms of its popularity. Yeah. I mean, I want you to think about this for a second. The manga, the manga for the series just ended. They just released their final uh, volume recently. They've only had one season uh, released so far that was just recently dubbed. They had one movie released to close off the first season, and there's already a video game for it. And season two's already out. Season two's already being announced. Wait, it's out? Yeah, I literally watched the second episode yesterday. I didn't know it was out already. Is it in uh, English already? Uh, Not in English, but it's in Japanese. But right now it's really just retelling the... Mugen Train. Oh, so it's just filler at this at the moment. A little bit, but it like the first ep, first episode of the season two is nice because it's a nice like prologue to. Do we see how Tanjiro gets his sword back? Hmm? Does it tell how Tanjiro gets his sword back? It's from he got his sword back in season one. Remember, he was in the bar. No, but like because remember at the end of Mugen Train, he throws his sword oh, no. at the dude and it gets no. like lodged in him. No, first episode is a prologue to Mugen Train. Okay. And second episode is essentially the first, like, few, like, 30 minutes of Mugen Train. Okay, so they're basically retelling Mugen Train at the moment. Yeah, at the moment of season, of episode two, it's retelling Mugen Train, because it, like, like, as it, like, when the episode stopped, it was, like, right when they went to their dreams. I guess that makes sense, considering that some people wouldn't have watched, probably wouldn't have been able to watch the movie. Well, I, I wouldn't say that now, because, like, what, 
like last week we went to watch the first ep- the first episode and we saw that the movie was up there. Yeah, that's true. That is, you know what? That is true. Actually, I remember in both that. Japanese and English. So. That is true. Yeah. So it is kind of like I would say that does make sense though, considering uh, most of the time when it comes to anime and movie anime movies, the movies don't all, don't usually have a direct relation to the show itself. Mm-hmm. That's kinda, that's kind of like a really rare thing to see in my experience anyway. So for them to like use Mugen Train as a sort of continuation of the series. It would make sense for them to put that in the show as well. Because, like, in my experience with the My Hero movies, uh, while there is a certain order that you are probably supposed to watch them in terms of series to know where certain things come from, mm-hmm. like Deku's, like, air gauntlets from uh, the, in four. the season four, th- those are, like, in the second movie. Yeah. But in the first movie, you don't exactly know where in the timeline that falls into place, and they don't really specify it either. I do. It's... I would, well, s- I would say watch the first movie after season two because yeah, that, well, because that's when full cowling really happens. Yeah, and at that point, that's like I, that, that'd All be like Might the is, exception. All Might still has one for all. Yeah, and that's the exception to it. Yeah, like there is a certain time period in which you should watch it, but it's not terribly specific to where if yeah. you don't watch it in that order, you're not missing out much. Like I would say, if you were to, like to at least watch the first movie, I'd say watch the first season to know what the characters are. Exactly. But even still, it's not a direct continuation from the series is what I'm getting at. Like with what uh, Demon Slayer was. Demon Slayer season one ended with them getting on the Mugen train and the movie is them and their adventures on the Mugen train. Yeah. So it is kind of a strange thing to see. It's cool, but it is kind of like out of the ordinary, I guess you could say, from what normally they do. And so it does make sense to why they would want to do like a a sort of like filler arc for season two, mm-hmm. but so but in that keeping that in mind, uh, is there any real importance to watch the first two episodes if you've already watched the Moving Train? Uh, watch the first episode. I would recommend because that's like it. it well, I did say it's a prologue. It does follow Rengoku though. Okay, so it's more on Rengoku's side of the story. Though. Yeah, but episode two, you really don't have to if you watch the movie already. I'm not sure about. The episode's coming up, but you really don't have to watch episode two. I really hope that the first few episodes of the season two are not just calling back on, on like, season one and Mugen Train. Who knows? But that feels like it would just be a waste of... Uh, like, if it, like if the episode's going forward, focuses more on Rengoku, then yeah, I'd be fine with that. But right now it seems to be just switching between, but probably because, like, it's the first 30 minutes. See, most of the time with anime and filler, it can either be a hit or a miss kind of thing. Because in my experience, filler episodes can... Mm-hmm. Can mostly be like a waste of time since you already know what's happened, but at other times it could also be it could also include information that's important to the story. Yeah. Full Metal Alchemist is a very good example of this because Phil because Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood they have a lot of they have like a few filler episodes. One in particular um, involving uh, Rowanheim, uh, Edward's father. Yeah, and they kind of talk about how like Rowanheim got hit, became immortal and how he met uh, his wife Trisha Elric. And so that kind of is like a bit. Of, it's not important to the plot, but it's a, but it's a bit Story. of fan. It's kind of sort of fan service, I guess you can say, yeah. the fans to want, who want to know more about Rowanheim and his past. Mm-hmm. Even though it is mostly filler, it has that bits of information that fans would want to know. Like another <clears throat> example of that, I could say is um, Black Clover. Really, really, because like while there are certain like episodes that feel like why is this here? It's really not needed. It does help like progressive story because like are you gonna watch it at any time or no probably not <laughs> okay so i've heard a lot of bad things about uh, black clover the animation just the animation goes from here and there every every now and then i've just heard it was kind of boring nah 
people are just probably just not that into longer stuff, really. Maybe I don't know. I'll probably give it a try eventually, but right but, now I'm just not. But interested. like there was, like this was after like an invade an attack on like the main town in, in it. I, I forget what it's called. I, I think it's I should probably say a sp- I should probably oh, not, yeah, spoiler, not alert. Yeah, spoiler alert if you do plan on bl- watching Black Clover uh, probably don't listen to us at this point but um there's an attack on the capital all that happens I won't spoil anything of that but like Asa's then sent on a break because like he's been doing too much as out of that point right then he goes to like goes into town like this I forget what what happened specifically but they introduce like a character that's really not all that important but it gives them the incentive to go back there one in a later episode, which right. probably, which starts the next arc, which introduces like the big villain in, in the entire thing. Right. So while there are like certain episodes that don't feel like it, it's necessary. It's a good gateway into the next arc. That's fair. Okay. So yeah, um, and that's what they do with a lot of filler too. I know that Dragon Ball is especially guilty with yeah. using with this, using this kind of filler. While most of the time the filler episodes are skippable, they do sometimes introduce characters between filler episodes. And I remember when I was watching like the first series of Dragon Ball, um, back when Goku was uh, training with Ma- with Master Kai, um, there was like a filler arc that my friends said, "Oh, we could just skip this one." I was like, "Okay." And then after a while, there was another char- there was a new character with Go and Master Kai. And it's like, who is this character? It's like, oh, he was there in the filler episode. It's like, well, then who is he? Like, I don't know who he is then, because you just made him skip, made me skip the episode. Like, yep. what's the point then? It's like, it's really bothersome, because, like, you can get moments like that with filler, and then sometimes you'll actually not get any new information from filler episodes. But sometimes I say it's just good to refresh yourself on what happened. Yeah. I know that a lot of filler episodes are kind of there, because they happen in between, like, seasons, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'd argue that they are important. But other than that... Really, just filler. We can all agree that we hate it, right? It's annoying, yeah. It is annoying, especially whenever they have they have like, oh, well, you don't have to watch it if if you don't want to know like crucial information for the next part. It's like, well, fine, I guess I'll watch it. You know, it's one of those kind of things. But uh, yeah, what was I talking about before? Um, like, I know you're talking about like how far it's coming. Right. How like how far it's come in such a short amount of time. Yeah, this has right. easily become one of the top animes in such a short amount of time. And it's only had one season. Mm-hmm. Like my hero has had at least two or three seasons before the first game came out. That's insane, if you ask me. Like the the amount of popularity that attractions I forgot to even mention it has its own theme park. Did you hear about this? What? Demon Slayer? Yeah, did we talk about this on an episode yet? I don't think so. Yeah, no. There in Universal Studios Japan, there is a Demon Slayer themed park portion of the park that you can go to to actually ride the Mugen train. Mm. You can ride the Mugen train. It's like more of those simulation rides, but it's really the, the Mugen train. And like the voice actors, the Japanese voice actors, they're on little TVs like at, when you're waiting in line to get on the ride. They have like snacks that are themed over the show. You can get a little Nezuko popcorn box mm. and you can actually buy official kimonos of the characters at the gift shop. Absolutely. And a lot of the park is just themed after like the whole Demon Slayer core uh, uh, base sort of thing. They have the whole butterfly gar- house thing there. They have mm-hmm. everything from the show is there. They have statues of Ren Goku and Tanjiro together. Yep. It is so cool looking, and it's only Universal Studios Japan. Well, more expensive to go. <laughs> really, right? Like we just keep getting more reasons to want to go to Japan. It seems the more like, I, I look at it. I wanted to go there, or like a while back, like because like I I read that 
there's like One Piece statues around there. Yeah, of course. There's a bunch you, of the anime statues. Do you know statues. why? Why? Well, specifically One Piece is that, like, there's like a big, like, economical, like, crash or something, or like, there's something that needed, like, a not, lot of money. Right. And the author, Etro Oda, actually donated a lot of money to help, like, rebuild Japan. And so that was sort of a thank you and just, like, put up the main cast as, like, statues around that's pretty point. cool yeah i know you know really um while we hear a lot of people think that anime could be kind of weird and a lot of people just don't enjoy anime because of how different it is from traditional me- american media japan japanese culture is a vastly an- different is very vastly different they do things a lot differently over there and anime i'd say is just a really big part of their culture even people there get bullied for watching anime as far as i'm aware mm. but like you can't really make fun of something that's part of your culture that's yeah. like making fun of someone from Louisiana because they celebrate Mardi Gras. It's just it's a cultural it's a cultural thing. Yeah. So really, so of course they're going to celebrate anime there, and they definitely should because it's a major part of their culture. Nowhere, no one else in the world ha- has made. Well, I can't say that because we have our own like style of cartoons. Yeah. But like, it's a unique style that's still celebrated across the world. Even yeah. Kingdom Hearts has celebrated that style. You really don't see like statues of like, well, animated characters here in. At least not in the regular city, no. Where, yeah. Whereas in Japan, you'll see statues like that. If you want to go, to, if you want to see a statue of Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse, you gotta go to Disney World to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm, fr- I think actually, you know, now that I think about, it, I think they actually do have a statue of the Smurfs in New York somewhere. I could be wrong about that. Don't Maybe. quote, don't quote me on that. But I do know that there's some place in the world that has a Smurf statue somewhere. But really, in normal places, you don't see those kind of things. You'd see more something that's considered more historical, like a president or an elected official or something like that, or a war hero or something like that. And sure, they have people like that, they have statues like that in Japan as well, as they should. But mm-hmm. Japan also has a place you can go where you can see a giant Gundam statue. Mm. Because Gundams are, like anime, yeah. are part of their culture. They created that. Yep. So that it only makes sense that they would have that there. And I think it's really cool, you know, to think about how a regular theme park that exists in three different places in the world has a park entirely dedicated to something that they've made there, an anime. That's just that is just like every other anime, except this one has just gotten so popular in such a short amount of time. So much so that they had to make a theme park about it. Yep. We've had things like that here too. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our Universal still has Simpsons World for some reason. They still have the Men in Black World, despite that being irrelevant at this point. They still have Spider-Man World, which is still relevant and always will be relevant. But like, they still like also like they also made a King Kong thing theme mm-hmm. park that I never got to go to because I the lines there were just ridiculously long. Mm-hmm. But like, King Kong, while it is a popular part of our a media, of it's like a, still out, like of all things, it's definitely not mainstream. It yeah. hasn't it hasn't grown in popularity, nor has it really decreased in popularity over the years. I'd say it's decreased more than it's grown, whether it be at a slow rate or not. King Kong is not as popular of a media of, of something today for it to have its own theme park, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it is cool, you know, to recreate Skull Island and whatever. But like in terms of like celebrating something like Demons Lair, which has gotten so popular for such a short amount of time, that would make more sense. And like even then, they have Nintendo World, which everybody knows. To Nintendo is worldwide celebrated. Yep. Everybody loves Nintendo. Everybody knows Nintendo. Everybody knows who Mario is. So having yeah. like a Nintendo theme park that makes sense to some, for something to do, they're even adding an expansion of giving the, giving like a Donkey Kong world as part of the Nintendo park, which is pretty cool soon. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. It's really. It, I think it'd just be really cool if we saw more theme parks like that. But 
again, we're getting off topic from what I origin my original point was, which is just the fact that it's amazing how popular demons Demon Slayer has become in such a short amount of time. And really, when you wa- if you watch at it, watch it, it's a good anime. It really is, but it doesn't seem that different from how from most animes you'd watch. It just seems like another really cool anime, mm-hmm. and yet its popularity is just bombing all over the world because of how good it was. Yeah. And I think that's something that's worth congratulating to for the creators and that. And it's something that's definitely worth celebrating for that. Yep. So, again, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of Season 2 come out. Hopefully we get hopefully we get another thing where they actually make a movie for the end of the season. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, I know that with Demon Slayer, like, it's supposed to be these seven episodes, like, recapping Mugen Train, and then it goes to, like, new content. Wait, it's only going to be seven episodes recapping it? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. More filler. <laughs> but, anyway... Did you see any, like, new anime news on Twitter? Anime, any new anime news? I have not, actually. Have you? Yes. Okay. Mob Psycho's coming back. Oh, that's true. I did see that, actually. How could I have forgotten? Oh, yeah. I've been actually really meaning to watch that show. Watch it with Cade, then, because, like, he only watched season one. Really? Yeah, because, like, our old roommate, whenever he would work the desk, Cade would, and Cade would be awake. I wouldn't. They would usually be um, at the desk watching anime. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to watch um, Mob Psycho with him, just ask him. He'll well, probably... I'd assume you'd know a little bit more about the show than I do, so why don't you tell people a little bit about Mob Psycho, what that is? All I know is that he's a powerful expert, even though he's, like, in middle school or stuff. So. Right. And That's I... all I really know. And there's, like, spirits around everywhere. Basically, he has the power to talk to and fight ghosts, doesn't he? Ah, uh, kind of. Kind of. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't watched it. That's 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 what I know from what I've seen of it is that he does possess like supernatural powers, mm-hmm. which allow him to talk to the dead, see the dead, and as well as like defeat them in battle or something or whatever. Yeah, I do know that that uh, initially Mob Psycho would turn would turn off a lot of people to it because of how different the animation style is. A lot of the characters in that show are just horrendous to look at. It's made by the same one that made One Punch Man. I know, it is made by the same people. But, like, a lot of the people in there, like, generic-looking background characters, they're just not attractive to look at. They just... It's like they purposefully make them ugly, and it's hilarious to see. Mm-hmm. And I think that might, uh, like, turn people a lot of people away from the show uh, for that reason, which is understandable, to be honest. But it's still a really good show, and it's, and it's like... I definitely knew that it was made by the same guy who made One Punch Man because the animation style is just so similar like, you, you really can't, like, uh, miss that distinguishable look that Saitama shares with Mob, you yeah. know? So that's really cool to see. And and it's really cool that they're getting another season. I'm definitely going to have to watch that um, so I can get caught up with it. But uh, I still got caught up with so many other shows, dude. Yeah. But, yeah, that's really cool to see. Um, but another thing I did want to talk about real quick before we went to a commercial break. Sora is finally in Smash now. He came out yesterday, and I got to play him. Did you get to play him yet? Not yet. Not yet? I still have to buy him. Uh, oh, okay, well, I gotta say, he is a lot of fun to play and is easily gonna be one of my newest mains. So, well, he's actually, yeah. and he's actually really good. Like, I've gone up against some, like, pretty skilled uh, Smash players, um, and I've actually won with Sora. He's really good. He's very floaty. Like, yeah. the best, best way to describe him, like, uh, as being, like, a lightweight, as Sakurai described him to be, is uh, his double jump is similar to Mew's, to Mewtwo's. Mm-hmm. Whereas, he's, he, ju- he jumps... jumps and then his initial jump, he stays where he is um, for uh, like a second, and then just floats upward. Upward. And if you want to know how he fights, just listen to this video. Skedaddle, skadoodle, I control neutral. 
It's true. His his side B is a real is really like yeah. is really good. But the fact that he has an automatic th- like sort of automatic three at combo at, and it could just be comboed with that for a good bit. Really, did you just control neutral? I've been trying to practice with him to like try to use his thunder ability as like an edge guard, and when you can nail the hit, it works really well as an edge guard. Like mm-hmm. I have stopped so many opponents from getting back on the onto the stage with with lightning, especially with freeze. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the thing about about his ice move is that it's very short range. Yeah, it's short range, and most of the times uh, your opponents don't stay frozen long enough for them to not be able to recover afterwards. Like, so you have to be very specific. I would recommend, if you can, if you're confident in your abilities, jumping off the edge to meet them with the ice, and then just, like, up being back upwards. Mm-hmm. His double jump allows you to, like, get a lot of range for recovery, but his up B is definitely, is definitely helps with that. Um, other than that, he's a really fun character to play. I've, had a, I've been having a lot of fun being able to use him, and I, and I imagine anyone who's a Kingdom Hearts fan is going to have a lot of fun being able to play him as well. Yep. Um... So yeah, look. So be sure to go check him out if you haven't bought him already, and you want and you're curious. I would definitely recommend it. Sora is a fun character, and I think you guys are gonna love him. But uh, apart from that, we are going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, I'm sure we'll find something new to talk about. Mm-hmm. So- We're listening to 9.5. Can't issue Thibodeau. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Nerd Hour on the air with DJ PJ and DJ Phoenix. Before we went to our break, we talked a little bit about uh, Demon Slayer, how big of a phenomenon it's become, and we talked about uh, Sora and Smash briefly. Did we talk about anything else? I'm pretty sure we talked about... Oh, yes, we also talked about Smob Psycho Season 3 being announced. Now I want to move on to some more stuff, and I actually just remembered that we have a lot of things actually to cover. <laughs> so first thing foremost, I want to talk briefly about a new horror game that's come out, an indie horror game, that's recently come out and has pretty much started to take the internet by storm, I want to say. And I think it might be as popular as... Bendy and the Ink Machine at this point. It's called Poppy Playtime. So, basically what the game is about is that you're returning to a toy factory you worked at a very long time ago. To in or, After discovering that the workers who supposedly started going missing there haven't gone missing and are still there in the factory. And so you basically go to this old abandoned factory trying to find the workers in hopes... You know, just finding your friends, and it's got a really, and it's really cool because it's got a mechanic to it, where basically the whole gimmick is like they have these things called the grabomatic arms, which is like kind of like grappling hooks as little hands, and you use them to basically help you solve puzzles. And why am I talking about this game in particular? There's been a lot of indie horror games to come out in recently that I've kind of just overlooked and didn't feel the need to talk about on my show, on the show. So why am I singling this one out? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but I pride myself in being somewhat of a horror junkie. And it takes a lot for something to really scare me. I play a, I've played a lot of horror games, and usually I just laugh at them. While I do get on edge, none of them really scare me apart from the normal jump scare stuff, which gets kind of almost everybody at, at this point. So why am I singling this out? Because this might be the first horror game to genuinely terrify me in the longest time. Mm-hmm. Let me um, 
break down the first monster to you. The monster is basically a li a giant life-size statue of one of this company's co uh, most popular toy by the name of Huggy Wuggy. Yeah, it's a funny name, isn't it, for a monster? Well, base let, let, let me try to describe this monster to you. He's basically like a blue cookie monster with like very long arms and legs. And I guess the way I can basically describe him is like, do you ha did you ever have one of those monkeys that basically had like elastic in the arms so you can stretch it out basically? Kind of, and yeah. kind of like stretched as long, long as you want. That's kind of how he looked, except he was a giant statue. This was like a big monster. Like, I want to say you were this headset. I can't describe it to you guys, but I can describe it to D DJ Phoenix here who looks bored on his phone. Get off your phone, we're on the air, boy. Quiet, you. <laughs> but yeah, like this pole, was is basically him, and this bottom half of the pole is you. Wow. He's tall monster. And why does he terrify me? It's the way he moves. So basically, he goes from being a little cute little huggable toy to just this monster with like two rows of teeth. Mm. And he, the way he crouches to get underneath doors to follow you is like he bends his legs unnaturally and just while still walking in the same pattern and just bends upwards. And the way he. And, like, the whole part of the chapter is once he starts chasing you, you basically have to run through him through, like, these kind of vents kind of thing, like, on a, like, a, on a conveyor belt kind of system. And he's very tall. Like, you think there's no way he's going to be able to fit in there. You forget he is a huggable, stretchable toy with no bones. And the way he crawls at you into the vents with those giant roll of teeth bared at you the whole time, I want you to imagine if an octopus was trying to crawl through a tight space. Well, it's... I've seen videos of it. It's terrifying to see. And it was... And, and like... I, usually, the, the one thing that I hate about being, about horror games is whenever I get chased. Because getting chased is a terrifying feeling. Yep. Like, because you get really jumpy to think, like, oh, how close is he behind me? Being Seeing this thing crawl at you from the darkness of a vent at you and try it, like, full speed, like, faster than what you can run, is probably one of the most terrifying things I've seen in, my, in a long time. Mm. And... There's only one chapter of the game out right now, and it's a fairly short chapter. But I see a lot of potential in this game to be probably as good as Bendy and the Ink Machine. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more chapters of this game. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, be sure to go check it out. There's already a few videos up on it on YouTube that you can see for it. And I think if you're a fan of horror, you might actually enjoy this game. It looks really good. Um, but moving on from that to a little bit more of a some a little bit more of a relevant thing, I guess you could say. Uh, let's talk about the Animal Crossing update that was recently announced. Uh, I think that was last week, actually. Last Friday. Last Friday, yeah. So they're um, implementing a lot of new things into Animal Crossing. Um, the f it's going to be a free update where basically there's going to be an expansion to the uh, museum where Rooster is going to be, and you can go in there to grab a cup of coffee with Rooster. And it's really cool because you can invite friends to have coffee with them, and you can even sometimes invite some of your villagers. To, mm -hmm. to uh, have coffee with them. Um, there's going to be a new system where you can actually invite Animal Crossing villagers to your house and get invited to their house as well. Mm. It's really cool. Um, but we're not here for that. Yeah. Let's talk about the paid DLC that they're making. Which is, you know, paid DLC. What could it be? Well, a lot of you probably know this, but Animal Crossing New Horizon basically implemented the system of terraforming. Whereas before, if you were stuck with a certain layout for your village, you had to kind of stick with it. Uh, terraforming allows players to basically uh, adjust their island <clears throat> to their specific specifications to basically make um, designs that they want to make. 
Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's a uh, not a perfect system, but it's a useful system for making your for dolling out your island. I guess you could say. In this paid update, you basically get to travel away from your island to a series of islands, where you can build resort homes for villagers. Huh. And why am why did I point out Terraform to tell you this? Well, I basically well basically what they've done is they've made creative mode for Animal Crossing. Oh wow! Yeah, basically what they've done is to where they've given you a select a selection from any any furniture t- furnishing they have in the game that swaps that swaps out every every other day. Like mm-hmm. like it's like a big list where you can build a certain home to a certain style, customize it with whatever you want, and well, not whatever you want. It has to meet the specifications of what the villager wants, the villager's dream home to be. Yeah. Their home away from home, I guess you could say. And you get literally hundreds of options to choose from every single day to where you can customize their home to be their dream resort home. And it can be in any location they want. There's different locations. Sometimes they have different seasons in these locations. Huh. It's a very interesting system, and you just get to customize customize away with it. What I definitely like about this system, I think, is that it'll give people the creative bone they need to kind of make their, make adjustments to their own houses. Um, me personally, what I struggle with the Animal Crossing is that I don't have that creative bone to where I can make something look good from scratch. Like if you give me a layout, I can make it look good, but if I have to do it from scratch, I'm gonna be at a loss for what I can do. Ah. Especially, especially. Um, when it comes to being able to get your hands on furniture items that you want for Animal Crossing, like being able to customize it with what you want can be a little difficult and a little bit trying for newer players such as myself. But I think with the, with the ability to have that creative creative mode kind of feel and being able to just do whatever you want with it, I think that's going to open a lot of doors for people's creativity, give them a lot of ideas for their own islands and whatnot. And be able to help with newer players. Also, they've also implemented a lot of new villagers into the game with these updates, and uh, I kind of want to find them. They're really mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> They're really cute villagers. I really, I really, I really want to find them. But uh, other than that, what else did I say I wanted to talk about? Batman. The Batman. That's right. Uh, they've re- uh, released a new trailer for the newest Batman movie called The Batman, played by uh, by Robert Pattinson. I had to think of his name for a second. And you know. Back when they first said Robert Pattinson was playing Batman, I just had horrible, horrible, horrendous, terrifying flashbacks to the Twilight Saga, yeah. the which we won't go into because nobody wants to talk about those that series, and like because that's the only thing I've known Robert Pattinson to really do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know a lot of, much of his other works besides the Twilight Saga. So whenever I heard Robert Pattinson was playing Batman, I was just like, oh god, really him? They couldn't sure. find anyone better. But I have to admit my flaws. I have to admit my mistakes. He actually does play a pretty good Bruce Wayne. He plays a pretty good Batman, and it wasn't as bad as it as I thought it would be. Uh-huh. And the newest trailer actually was, I would say, is probably one of the a villain trailer, I guess, because this is the second trailer they've released for it, like official trailer. And you know what? I have to say, I'm pretty impressed with how many villains they've got coming out for this movie. Like I remember seeing like clips of it because I know the Riddler and the Penguin is in it. But oh yeah. Like, the Riddler and the Penguin, I'm really excited to see the Penguin in this movie. The Penguin is one of my favorite Batman villains of all time. Uh, the Riddler, he's going to be really cool. Because I don't think they've... Well, they've, done, they've shown him in, like, live-action Batman stuff before. But I don't think really on a movie of this of this scale before or in modern times. And I'm really excited to see that. Because the Riddler is probably one of the most interesting villains as well. Because of just yeah. how cool he is, how psychotic he is. Um, I did also see that... Uh, 
that uh, Catwoman was going to be making a comeback. I believe it was Catwoman. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and I think they showed they showed another woman in the trailer with red hair. I don't know exactly who this is. Don't quote me on this. I don't have anything to confirm this, but I think that might be Poison Ivy. Maybe. I would really like to see that in Poison Ivy because I think the last movie that we had of Batman where Poison Ivy was in it was that one movie where they had Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Dr. Freeze. Eh, maybe. That was like a really old movie too. It was like Batman and Robin, I think it was called. Maybe. Um, but yeah, and the last time we saw the Penguin was actually in a Batman movie too, where uh, they had Danny DeVito play the Penguin, hmm. who is still who's still one of the best roles who's ever played the Penguin. So I have a lot of expectation. There's a lot of uh, expectations set for this new Penguin that we've got, that we've got. Yep. For to beat Danny DeVito, that's a that'd be a feat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see this movie. Uh, I'm not much of a DC fan. I'm more of a Marvel person. And you know, I've never really cared for Batman as much as most people, most kids have. But this movie does look pretty cool. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it. And who knows, it might actually be good. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing I think I mentioned that I wanted to talk about before we end the episode. Do you remember what it was? Nick All-Stars. Nickelodeon All-Stars. That's right. Thank you so much. I'm glad you brought that up. I really want to get this out of the way. Um, so they've already started talking about possible DLC characters for Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, which is a fighting game uh, featuring all the Nickelodeon All-Stars. So, uh, in an interview conducted with the creators of the game, someone may had a question pointing out the fact that a long time ago, a few years ago, Nickelodeon was, for a brief moment, associated with Dragon Ball. Mm. Like, they, had, they did play some of the episodes on Nickelodeon a while back. This was, like, a really long time ago because I don't even remember it happening. But I kind of remember it. I, don't, I barely remember it happening, but uh, someone asked, would it be possible for Goku to be in this game as one of the DLC characters? And because they've, they've been discussing a lot of DLC characters. Apparently there's going to be tons of DLC for this game. Yeah. And the creator actually said this. I, don't quote, I won't quote exactly what he said because I don't remember exactly what he said. But basically what he said was that it was something they talked about when making this game and when playing DLC. Oh, they were wow. talking about his involvement with Nickelodeon, his, like, uh, I guess you could say connection with Nickelodeon and how that was something they could possibly talk do They talk, they talk and were something they were actually thinking about it. But, and this is what he said that actually made, that actually made me freak out a little bit. He said, he said, and I quote, in terms of if he is or will, if, if he will or won't be DLC, he did the zip lip thing. Oh, wow. He did, he zipped his lips. He did not he said no comment, basically. No comment on if Goku. But he did that with a smirk. Oh, God. He was smirking. So that means that there is actually a big chance Whoa. that of all the characters for DLC for Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, Goku could make an appearance in that game. Well, the floodgates are open. The floodgates are open. And I don't think enough people are talking about this because I don't think enough people actually saw that interview. Probably not. But, like, that is something absolutely huge. <laughs> a character that was already deconfirmed to ever appear in Smash Brothers, is now being said, maybe, for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Hmm. That is That blows my mind, to think about that. To think that he could actually have a chance to be... That I could actually fight SpongeBob SquarePants with Goku. Jesus. Can you think about that for a second? SpongeBob SquarePants versus Goku. That is a crazy matchup. Like I, you wouldn't think about it, would you? Nah, not really. I never would have thought about it. So, but it's something that we can probably maybe expect. Now, I don't. I, I do want to just briefly talk about to that. This is not an absolute confirmation. There is no solid evidence that he will or won't 
This is just speculation at this point based on comments made by the creators themselves. So I won't, I, this is not a confirmation saying that he will. This is just a maybe. This is a maybe, we don't know. This is a speculation at this point that he could possibly be in the game. So don't go around saying like, oh, if it doesn't happen, don't we like, oh, you guys lied to us. Like we didn't lie and we were speculating. Well, so anyway, but uh, what would you say if that happened? What the heck is happening? What exactly? Like you would never expect that. No. Because like whenever they said Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and knowing the cast of characters they have in there now, I'm thinking like, okay, it's strictly Nickelodeon IPs. Like they've even got old 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 IPs like Ren and Stimpy. They've got Ah Real Monsters in there. They've got uh, um, they've got Cat Dog in there mixed with their newest newer IPs. Such as the Loud House, which I think is their only newest IP in the game. They got Nigel Thornberry in there, for God's sake. Come on. Do people even remember what the Wild Thornberries are? I that, don't. Like, I, I talk to a lot of my friends. They, they don't even know what that show is. Hmm. They don't know what Cat Dog is. A lot of people don't know what All Real Monsters are. Or but, Ren and Stimpy, for that matter. It's been a while since I've heard of All Real Monsters. It's been years since I've seen the show. But that was like when I was like really young, four years old. Yeah. Like, all those shows... I talk that about, about that with my friends who are a little bit younger than me. They have no idea what it is. Mm. And that is jarring to me because I'm not that old. <laughs> it makes me feel old, but I'm not that old <laughs> to even remember these shows. Yeah. So it's really crazy to see these old IPs. If I, if I were to say, but like, in terms of DLC, like I, it would be crazy if Goku were to get in. But what I would expect from them is definitely Jimmy Neutron and, the, and Timmy Turner. Yeah. Because uh, Fairly Odd Parents, like, it's weird that they don't even have those games day one, you know? It, yeah, it's weird. That's like two of their biggest IPs back in the day. So, definitely want them as DLC. Um, other DLC I would want is actually um, Jenny from My Life as a Teenage Robot. Mm -hmm. Because she'd be perfect for that game. Yeah. Um, another character I thought would be really good would be um, Waffle from Cat Scratch. If you remember that show. Yeah, I do. I want to know who may, how many people actually remember that show. Because that was like, that was one of their less talk about shows, I think. But yeah. I loved it growing up, dude. Hello over there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and, and the other one I thought about was Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Hmm, because, cause, I mean, think, like, at this point, it's like, okay, these characters aren't fighting characters. They're, how are they going to fight? That has been not, that has been a concept that has been erased at this point. To get Nigel Thornberry to fight. This, uh -huh. Like, they, they're not going by those rules. They're not yeah. going by Smash, Bros, by Smash Bros. made up rules. They're, yeah. they're putting in whoever they want to put in, and they're going to find a moveset for them. So, like, all these characters, I think, would have a very equal chance of getting in. And I would absolutely love to see them in the game. So, uh, with that, I think that's about all the time we have for today's episode. Uh, speculate among yourselves. Who do you think is going to be more DLC characters for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? Uh, what do you think is next to come from uh, the Animal Crossing stuff? What do you think all the, about all that? Uh, we don't have a place to discuss it. I've been actually working on thinking about making a Twitter account for our show. Oh, wow. So that way we can actually have read people's comments on the show. I thought that would be a really cool idea. Uh, I'll get the approval. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to someone about that. Try to see if I can get approval for it and see if we can do it. Right. I think it would be really cool to be able to interact with you guys. See what you guys think about our, our shows. So, uh, But uh, other than that, thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all learned something new from us. And we hope you guys are excited about any new announcements that have been made and anything to come up uh, soon in the future. Uh, coming up next, 
We've got Immortals by Fallout Boy, we've got Warriors by Imagine Dragons, and we've got Till It's Over by Tristan. I'm DJ PJ, and I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to go home, back to my dorm, and take a long nap. Is there anything you'd like to say for us to close off? With that, we're out of here. I'm, I'm about to go 1v1 loot pickles from Rugrats. <laughs> Heck yeah, bro. All right, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, you're, uh, you're 1.5, KSU Thibodeau, your local alternative. See you next time, nerds. Woo!